Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb And welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic, Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And back with us once again today, we have our special guests from Amazing Legends Podcast. It's Scott and Forrest. Welcome back, guys. So close. It was so close. It's it's Astonishing Legends, but that's okay. (laughs) A little time has passed since we last spoke. Yeah, Yeah, it's all right. But we want to thank you for being on with us this week. And we want to welcome you back. And we're here to talk about Minute 84. Yes, a, a minute with some uh, uh, death-defying stunts, you could say. <laughs> yeah, we got, yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of things happening in this minute. Uh, Sean, break that summary down. All right, I'm going to need a. <laughs> he needs a minute. I tried to type it up as best as I could. Wait, I he, he like, needs a he needs a uh, groundhog minute. I need a groundhog <laughs> minute. All right, it's all it's so far through the movie. I got to keep scrolling. All right, yeah. So in minute 84, uh, fin- Phil finishes fixing the lady's tire and walks in on Buster to save him from his overzealous eating and then <laughs> casually lights a lady cigarette. And after we cut to the hotel where Larry is telling Nancy all the intricate things you can do <laughs> as a podcaster. <laughs> I-, I mean, cameraman. Right, right. <laughs> I, we will just I, set up a microphone and talk. <laughs> no, but that, you know what? Uh, Larry's approach, uh, that might work in a hotel bar. You never know. Honestly, that's the one thing. <laughs> and, and we'll go into it in later minutes. But that's the one thing I'm okay with, like him and Nancy. And afterwards, the movie practically sabotages Larry, and it's very upsetting. But yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's an okay pickup line. He Then he ruins the night the rest, but oh, what a butthead. <laughs> well, you can't blame the guy for trying. I mean, and also, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's trying to chat up Nancy, who we've <laughs> seen previously as, uh, you know, one of the town hotties. Yeah, I guess he's overwhelmed. And he, I, don't, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I, it's, it's upsetting, but... But the good thing is that Phil does a lot of good things in this minute to counteract Larry's <laughs> dumbness. But well, like, right, I, you know, uh, I was going to say, you know, we, we talked a little bit about uh, Minute 84 in Minute 83, I think, previously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just setting it up. And it's he it's really setting it up for him being in the swing of things now. He, he's starting to get it. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, you know, we, we, we don't see it, but he's definitely planned it where he's gone to the garage found a way to get the tire and the jack really quickly to like to save time and he seems to be walking everywhere we don't really see him driving or getting a ride mm. so it's just yeah it's a lot of like oh take a minute and gets the tire gets it done as fast as humanly possible and then and they said we have this almost like superhero music that plays and then uh and then yeah he bounces all around um I, 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 when when those ladies are in like like looking at him, I always get nervous they're going to hit their head on the on the on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this is for a murder club. I'm like, watch your watch your head, ma'am. Watch yeah. your head. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of Jack bouncing up and down, which uh, it, it's funny, you know. Um, 
uh, again, you know, we've said previously, you know, worked on a few, uh, uh, not major motion pictures, but I worked on a few shoots where there's a little bit of special effects or something that has to go on. So, uh, of, of course, that's a really, uh, I, I could just imagine which, what's out of uh, frame is, you know, some special effects guys or crew guys bouncing <laughs> the car up and down in a safe mm-hmm. and very repeatable manner. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's going to be like eight or nine takes of uh of the you know the ladies getting their lines right and and the bouncing being just right so it's like yeah it's 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 wildly bouncing up and down for comedic effect but uh but it's funny you know that's the purpose it's a shame like he never comes up and says could you put a park just to, just be safe like i don't want this yeah. to like fall on my hand <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you gotta roll forward in neutral just put a park just one moment yeah, that's how I was taught to raise, uh, you know, to uh, to re- uh, repair a tire. You know, you set the jack correctly, put it in, put it in park, put the brake on. You know, uh, do all the things because uh, yeah, it can get dangerous. Well, that's what mm-hmm. we said. You know, this minute there's there's some elements of danger here. Danger. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think they usually suggest everyone get out of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be. You shouldn't be in the car. <laughs> you don't want the weight shifting, and then it slides off the jack. I mean, this could be dangerous for Phil. Well, they didn't have time for that. They needed to keep the movie moving, so they just. <laughs> they, they, You're they right. Needed, I mean, that, that went uh, with the pit yeah. stop. I mean, like we said, yeah. I think we said in the, one of the earlier minutes, the, he also has shown up with like probably a, a 50 pound hydraulic floor jack. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. Which, yeah, he's got only. You know, he said he stashed it along the way, right earlier in the yeah. day. Yeah. There's several theories. We're not really sure, but that's uh, that's a possible that you know for each of these stunts and. As I think we also alluded to, it's uh, you, it's it's too much to do all in one day, or even you know, even, even if it repeats. So you got to he has to choose which things he's going to do in this very orchestrated, um, you know, montage of life saving. You know, so it's it's all going to be very well planned out. But he's had a lot of time to plan it. Yeah, because yeah, we don't want to talk about all the times he's gone in and not saved Buster, and Buster yeah. just passes out. He's like, Oh, we really should have got a paramedic. <laughs> One minute earlier. Uh, One minute I'll earlier. To... He could have saved his, not only his brother, but his brother's film career. Oh! That... Oh, that's hey, right. No, I, I, love, hey. I love Brian Doyle Murray, by the way. Huge fan. Oh, no, guy, he's been in everything. I mean, yeah. I think the, the last things uh, I saw him was, uh, is he had a recurring uh, part on uh, the TV show In the, uh, the Middle, where he was the used car lot. Owner. Oh, right. Right. You know, um, so yeah, it continues to work. I don't know when he's going to retire. All those guys seem to be going strong, yes. except for the other, the, the like the five other brothers. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so many of them. Oh my gosh! Well, here's the thing that I notice most about the the choking scene. First of all, if there were ever, if there was an ever an Oscar category for background actors, I think um, <laughs> this this scene would definitely it would walk with at least four or five statues. And mostly, I've noticed two. <laughs> On the far right, I'm pretty sure it's the uh, nunchuck convenience store guy from from uh, Ghost World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, wow. Pre-mullet. Pre-mullet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, good eye. Yeah. No, I, it's not that guy. But it sure does look a lot like him. He does have the – he is wearing his sunglasses at night, um, which I like. And uh, the mustache and yeah. complete with the lumberjack shirt. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, it's a beautiful mustache, too. It really is. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely um, 
seventies uh, porno mustache there for sure. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure the uh, the actor you know who got her cigarette lit by Bill Murray like that's a breakthrough uh, non speaking role there. You yeah, know? she probably went on to be in the background of several other movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, hard I, to tell, but you know nowadays she'd be scorned at you know be, or, or scoffed at because uh, you know you should be smoking at a restaurant. Especially right after a guy was choking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that looks dangerous. (laughs) Boy, that made me nervous. I got to light one up. (laughs) That guy's having trouble breathing. We get let's get some smoke in this place. (laughs) Let's see if he makes it through this. Uh, But no, that's that's uh, again movies uh, from different eras are great time capsules of. just society you see you know the norms they reflect the norms of what's going on at the time and there you go crowded uh, german restaurant okay to light one up and uh you know uh she's just sitting there waiting while other people are still eating so either you uh you know you can't do that in america much anymore except for vegas uh and maybe france you might be able to get away with <laughs> Wait, that in that's france. not america I'm just saying locations, oh, yes. Okay, okay. Or maybe at the, I, I think at the Paris, uh, the Paris uh, <laughs> yeah. Casino in, in, in Paris uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah, in Las Vegas. Vegas, you know, I haven't been there in years, but uh, there was, there was still the last time I went. I think there were still smoking sections in Vegas uh, for restaurants, which is just mind blowing. But, uh, hmm. but there you go. It's well, um, if you want those, uh, the, um, the poker, the electronic poker addicts, you got to have. Oh yes, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, just constantly just tapping buttons and uh, and knocking back the uh, the weak drinks. But yes, um, uh, but that one, yeah, you know, that was uh, you know that scene was interesting again because of the orchestration that it just shows you that uh, you know he's he noticed on the previous thing that she was sitting there waiting for a light, and it's not a big deal. I think it just I think for the movie's sake. Um, and the scene, it's, you know, the comedy of the scene is that he's just, he's just ready to go f- with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're done. We're fine. We're into that. You know, if he's, if he's really doing this day, what, what did we say? Did we say 10 years? <laughs> if however many. I'm still undecided. I think, <laughs> I, I don't think, think he's we, you know, he's near the end of his run, you know? He's yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's, he, you know, he probably painted the picture on, in the background on the wall there <laughs> Sold it to the restaurant earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah, there's well. two. There's two things I notice when we when we start the scene though, and around uh, second ten or eleven, Phil leans in, but we can't really see because of the people in the in the foreground. But it looks like he was trying to lean to to say something to someone quickly mm-hmm. as he's doing his like Terminator like bullet walk right to right right to Buster. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. Maybe he could be like leaning in, suggesting some better dish because he's heard they didn't like that dish. So he's just like, no, uh, order the chicken. Yeah, you You're know not going to like the sausage, order the chicken. And probably just, some, just... something that got cut. Well, maybe like, yeah. oh, the, the fish is bad tonight. Get yeah. the chicken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second thing is, is there's, the, there's the men's room right there. Look, it's right behind the guy in the tuxedo. Ah. And that's like, oh, man, having a, a restroom right in, like, the middle of the restaurant there. I think yeah. that's so weird. <laughs> oh, that so is thought, weird. Oh, yeah, I thought this is like, oh, this little cute little house thing they have built. And I went, wait, there's a sign there. It says men. Men's. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I, I just imagined so many, like, just, just sausage and... And sauerkraut farts is <laughs> coming yeah. from there. Yeah. Combined with the with the uh, the smell of urinal pucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Exactly. But that's it is as a man sitting like not two feet from the door, it's just like 
Yeah. Oh, I don't want this table. Yeah. However, I will say it, it sounds uh, typical of places, you know, kitschy places that used to be something else. Um, uh, you know, it, it's uh, there's a I don't know sure if it's open anymore. There was a restaurant out in, uh, you know, Joshua Tree out here in the Southern California desert. Um, that used to be a house and you're basically sitting in someone's living room, <laughs> you know, it's a converted restaurant, but, uh, you know, so things are weird. They're not in regular restaurant establishment, uh, placements and that's what I would guess. So anything that was, you know, kind of funky, it's like, well, that wasn't really built to be a restaurant. It was, you know, it was a, ho- it was a, a house or a youth hostel or something at some point. Now it's, now it's a restaurant. All right, the FDA clears it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> also, yeah, you're, you're talking about a small town in Middle America. If you pass your health inspection. Yeah, well, it's like uh, you guys, yeah. uh, uh, you know, listening to your, your past episodes, you talked about road trips a little and just, you know, uh, seeing, you know, how things are slightly different regionally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I uh, it reminds me of um, uh, the, like the Drew Carey show where in uh, Ohio, I guess, you know, you can have a converted house become a bar or it's, you know, or just people living upstairs. Whereas I don't think in at least in California, you'd see something zoned like that, you know, where it's just like it's just regularly someone's house in uh, not not that you can't have a converted uh, house, but just that it's in a neighborhood you know, and it's a bar. <laughs> right. But right. Scott, you know, uh, well, that actually uh, uh, Scott's friend Don, uh, he had a bar and it was in his basement, but he, it wasn't an official bar. Right, Scott? Oh God, no, 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 no! Yeah, very <laughs> um, yeah. He just had people come over and, and sit around, and he was just very well stocked. I yes, think. yeah. It was all all you could drink free. That was a great thing. So if you're a friend of wow. his, you never had to never. But but it was good etiquette to bring bring him a bottle of something. Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of times he I, would refuse it or go put it in your car when you weren't looking, and you just walk out back <laughs> home with it. Oh. <laughs> See, that's that's what John Taffer on Bar Rescue. He always says that if you just want to hang out with your friends. Take your money and build a bar in your basement. Don't yeah. like, don't do a business because that's not how you make business. But it's how you make friends, but not how you make business. Right. Right. Oh my God, John Taffer, he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are making me really mad. I'm going inside. <laughs> so one thing I wrote a note here was that like after yeah after he saves Buster. Buster kind of goes like, oh, who was that guy? And true, like, Phil came up, like, kind of behind him and he only got a side look. But it's like, that's the guy who did the awesome monologue this morning. Like, come on, Buster, you got to remember that. That was like a touching, like, everybody was there for that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thought that's interesting because one of the things we'll see in in a few minutes at the the banquet tonight, the the big ground hall banquet, the kind of finale of the movie, and everyone in town, even, you know, Everyone knows who Phil is, even people that we didn't see him interact with on this final day. And and one of the people is is Buster and Mrs. Buster, you know, come up to him and they seem to know who he is. And I mean, right. obviously they they remember him as the guy who saved Buster's life. But yeah, and then it, but here he's like, oh, who was that guy? I yeah, I think, think it, it was I, just. Well, I would say it, it kind of speaks to now that kind of fluid um, reality or multiple realities or just infinite. Uh, realities where you know it's just it's it's repeating people kind of remember maybe stuff that happened as a is a deja vu we were talking about that earlier uh but they're not really certain it just everything seems familiar but they don't really remember it i mean who knows it, it's it seems kind of uh loose and fluid as far as um uh, you know i mean i mean phil remembers everything because he, he's forced to 
but everybody else, it's like, yeah, he was, yeah, of course he was there earlier, you know, giving the really moving speech on camera. People should recognize him, but it, but it's also, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, it, it kind of repeats and it's, it's so familiar, it's, you know, vaguely familiar to everybody else. Um, so maybe they don't, maybe they don't remember, you know what I'm saying? It's playing with everyone else's memory because it's, it's such a weird uh, anomaly of time. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so I wonder, is it, so when, when he, yeah, when he says that, you know, who was that, does he, you know, not recognize Phil from the, you know, that morning? Does he not know what his, or is it just that Phil is in and out so fast? He doesn't have time to see who it was. Yeah. That, I think that's part of it too. You know, it's like, it's like that, that, uh, that superhero moment, it's kind of, uh, well, if you want to get uh, paranormal, because because we always do, uh, <laughs> it's the, that happens with um, some people who are in, uh, like, car accidents. And it's a weird phenomenon, like, uh, you know, there's there's stories out there where somebody says, well, this, this EMT came up and pulled me out of the burning car, and then, you know, it's such a blur of action and, and uh, such a whirlwind, and you go to look for that person later, and nobody knows who it was. It's that, mm-hmm. that kind of rescuing angel uh, scenario where, you know, it's just like, well, we don't have an EMT on the staff that matches your description, you know, but somebody pulled that person out. And also, yeah, you had to be like, all right, Buster did not get air to his brain. So his brain wasn't <laughs> prioritizing who did the monologue of this year's Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, right. So, it's a lot I'll, going on. Yeah. So I'm sure it came to Buster later. By the time they got to the banquet, Buster is definitely like, I got to go up and, you know, talk to Phil. Um mm-hmm. Here's my question. This must be a very busy day for this restaurant, Groundhog Day, with this nice German restaurant. Everyone's dressed nice. I want to know, is this Buster's table? Does he have, like, a constant reservation here? Does the inner circle get, like, first dibs on tables? Is it, like, you know, because you don't want to turn away an inner circle at the restaurant. Like, you don't want to get that bad press. No, I would guess you're right. Yeah, it's probably automatically reserved for him. And as you can see, I don't know if that's his wife, but she's got the sweatshirt that says, you know, Yep. yep, follower, Bucks Donnyville follower, or whatever. Yeah, it's Faith, faithful, follower. faithful follower. Oh, yeah. hail the groundhog! Yeah. That's Mrs. Buster. <laughs> well, here's here's the other interesting thing. I got curious about that bathroom in the middle of the restaurant. I wanted to see if we could find it. That restaurant is actually in Chicago, right? Uh, ah. Right. It used to be called. <laughs> Wait, I have to read it because I'm not going to get it right. It used to be called Hess. Let's see. It's now called the Bad Apple. But it was originally <laughs> George Hesberger's Heidelberger Foss restaurant. <laughs> George Hesberger's Heidelberger. Yeah, and so they shot in '93. It looks like it closed three years later, and so now it's called mm. the Bad Apple. It's a that you know, and which looks pretty good. But uh, so I wanted to see name. if the bathroom was still in the middle. It does not look like the Bad <laughs> Apple has re- retained the mm. middle of the restaurant men's room that I can tell. Nah, too many complaints. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're, you're giving up convenience for uh, you know, weighing the, the other complaints from the other patrons against yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll walk to the bathroom. I do not have to smell another man's, you know, <laughs> another man's meal afterwards. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it usually I just head for, uh, I usually end up, you know, first going into the kitchen by accident. So, um, just on, you know, uh, you're trying na- to get food. don't lie to me. You're trying to get food. You're like, oh, Whoops. is this my plate? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in the restroom. Most of the time it's like, anybody going to finish this? It's, uh, <laughs> because I've walked, uh, I've worked a lot of, uh, corporate events at hotels and, uh, and, you know, there's always, you have all these meeting rooms, these breakout rooms to, to the ballrooms where the meetings are happening and, and, uh, the, you know, how you get to the, the food to the people, you don't want to 
be carting food down the main hall. So they have all these back hallways and they're all connected to the kitchen and, uh, you know, and, and offices for the catering staff and all that. So if you wander them, there's all these stacks of uh, of trays of food ready to go out, you know, that are all saran wrapped. And then after they've cleared them, they'll be individually wrapped desserts. And it's just, it's so tempting. It's like, I could just snag a dessert. I, I know it's it's not fresh, but it's been wrapped. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. man, there's like six key lime pies here, sitting oh, here. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> it's just partly bad etiquette. But yeah, occasionally, though, if you go back there, like, uh, yeah, somebody, they'll give you a cookie. So... Um, you gotta act like you know you know what you're doing you know oh I'm just uh, I'm here for the co- convention they, you just that's it I'm just oh, here yeah. for the convention don't say what one <laughs> right in like oh yes these look good <laughs> yeah well they know yeah we know you know they know we're working there and and we come back again and it's you know it's uh they treat us usually treat us very well and so they're they're wanting to please and so uh, if you'll see some it's like hey uh, anybody want these like no nah, we're gonna throw them out so uh, they'll they'll bring in some leftovers occasionally but uh, you gotta ask you know that's the secret. Um, uh, but there is the rule of like they have to dump everything. Uh, they can't, you know, they can't give it to the homeless. You can't, uh, you can't repurpose the uneaten food. So it just goes into a giant plastic, uh, you know, what they call a whale, which is just a, a big bin, and they just goes right into the trash. So mm. lots of waste, but also there's lots of lawsuits. Yeah, of course. Trying to avoid. So, but yeah, this restaurant, it's like you know that uh, it's just got that down home feel. He's he's probably got that table set up, and uh, I was going to say something else about just swooping in it's it's that feeling though of of yeah who was that masked man you know mm-hmm. who who was this guy and and everything's so well orchestrated that it's just uh it's not about i i guess the the purpose too thematically with the film is that phil doesn't stick around really to get credit as he would have before in in selfish film mode He's just, right. you know, just me, ma'am. I'm, I'm helping to jack up your car. Like, who was that man? I think he's with the motor club, uh, you know. And he's, he's not there to. It's, it's the deed itself. It's the good deed that has to be done. You're not there to get credit. It's just that, you know, you're, you're helping people, and that is the reward in itself. And, and then afterwards is that, <clears throat> that awkwardness where he's got to like get everybody to kind of get back to eating, you know? Like, yeah. I know you just saw me almost die, but... Uh, <laughs> just a, a huge wad of brisket. Of, <laughs> yeah, we got to order a lot of brisket. We better eat this brisket. Like, I remember getting in an argument about somebody at, over at a restaurant. I don't know how, but it diverted to talking about the, the rock with Nicolas Cage. And I did that huh. scene where I was like, no, man, he ejected into his heart like this. Oh, and I'm doing the scene. And everyone's like, oh, no. I was like, just reenacting a scene. I'm fine. Just... Just pretend oh. to inject it. <laughs> yeah, they, the they, syringe into the heart. That I'm doing. I was like doing that. Like, <laughs> Wait, they thought you were we, choking. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm putting my fist into my like into my into my stomach and going and I'm doing that. <laughs> and people started looking. Coming over, oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, we're just getting just talking about the rock. Just talking about oh, the rock. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> that's not that's not looking at the crowd. Like, ooh, wow, ooh. Oh, uh, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, it's that moment of of like, do we have to get up now? Do we do we have to interrupt our meal because this this idiot swallowed a big <laughs> hunk of uh, of corned beef and it's gonna go shooting across the restaurant? Um, you know, so you kind of you kind of wait. Uh, I think to see you, you're sussing out the uh, the the scenario there. Yeah, you got to suss. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure the restaurant's glad. Like, oh, thank God, we don't have to have like a paramedic outside the restaurant and everyone's gonna ask questions. What it's like. Okay, good. Who dodged the bullet there? <laughs> yeah, no, that that happens. Uh, what's what's weird is, uh, has anyone here uh, on the ever seen anything like that in a restaurant? I mean, for real. I'm trying to think. 
I don't. I have not. No, I don't think I've ever. Thank, thank God, I've never been there. Yeah. Um, to see someone, you know, choke. On the you know what? I have, and I was in a bad position because, and I, I feel weird sharing this story because I got, I couldn't figure out what I should have done. The person survived, yeah. but I was in uh. a restaurant with my wife in, uh, in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, along the Delaware River. It was a very nice evening, and uh, actually, it was at um, God, the Black Bass. Uh, which is an amazing. Is that that historic? Is that yes, that historic? It is historic. Building? It was yeah. famously, famously, it was a. Um, um, it sympathized with the Brits, so <laughs> it, was, it has a. It has one of the few, like as a procession of the coronation, that's a model with like all the with like a hundred soldiers and horses and everything in a glass case there, and then it famously has a bar, some famous bar from Paris. But I, anyway, I digress. But we were in there when that night. Because uh, my wife and I used to have a house near there, and um, there was a big table next to us with a huge family, and they were all eating. And one of the gentlemen started choking. And I, I know the Heimlich maneuver. I've never been trained, but like I think I could probably do it on people. <laughs> hey, let me give it a whack. I, 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 I think I could do too this. Hard, yeah. well, I would give it a shot. But, yeah. but the thing is, this guy was really, really um, heavy, and I was uh. concerned that I a wouldn't be able to kind of stand him up. And also, I wasn't sure I could find his sternum. And I'm, I'm not saying this with any, like, critical – I was like, no, I don't right, know. Right. And if I go over there and try this and it doesn't work and then he chokes out, then I'm, like, involved. Like, mm. I totally froze up and I didn't know what to do. And um, at, at some point, either it wasn't so bad – like, an ambulance came and everything. And I found out uh, later, you know, 30 minutes later from the, you know, the people at the, at the restaurant that he survived. But I was like a deer in the headlights because I don't I, – I totally would jump up and help somebody. But – I was like, I don't know if I can pull this off with this guy, you know? He, he, yeah, you know? no, no, I, I totally get that. It's um, We're not usually confronted with that. That's why, you know, I, I'm always uh, amazed and, uh, you know, and, and I'm very appreciative to, like, first responders who just, you know, out of instinct and training, you know what to do. But, like, for the rest of us, like, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, do I need help? Do we, you don't want to hurt the guy either, you know? And, and, right. uh, and then if I try uh, and, it and I can't do it and then he chokes to death, yeah. Like, as the family, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna, on you. Like, sue me. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I, and I felt horrible. Like, I, I spent the really kind of the whole rest of the you know week being like, who am I? You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, was like no. I was like, I know, I know the Heimlich maneuver enough to you know, but I was like, I can't help that dude. So I can't help him. I don't think I can help him. So. I mean, I yeah, I got the, I got like CPR and you know first aid certification, and Boy Scouts and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah they, they taught you a bunch of things. Even I would probably like freeze up for a moment, especially with a large man, because I think it's like, see, I think it's, I think it's like you lie him down and work on him, but like, I don't know. Do you also turn him to the side after a while? I don't remember. Yeah. And that's what sucks. It's like, now I would have to. And I go, oh. So it's, yeah, yeah. Now, now in the days of everyone has a cell phone, it's just like, just call, call a paramedic and try and like lie him down on the side or something. Yeah, yeah I've, only, I've thought I about I that. Yeah. Gotten him out of his chair, to be honest. Like mm, you know, and, and it's a tr- yeah, it's a big guy. You're like you don't want to break a rib, right? And yeah. now you've caused more. And yeah, yeah. Well, what what happened? I mean, how did the guy uh, clear his airway? What happened? I I I the he did not pass out. I don't remember him passing out. Um, but uh-huh. uh, I mean, the memory's a little fuzzy at this point because this was like ten years ago. But I yeah. I, Plus, I, you're I, eating I a delicious meal, came, you know. The ambulance came super quick, which is crazy because that place is in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. uh, but an ambulance came very, very quick, probably from Doylestown, you know, where Pink was born, uh-huh. and um, picked him up. And then they, the, the hotel, or the you know, which it's a hotel and a restaurant. They said, "Oh, yeah, no, he's okay, he's okay." And I was like, "Oh, oh boy." 
Yeah, it's uh, there's a few times where I've seen something kind of just you know in public kind of go down whether it's even if it's like a fight you know a bar fight or something and there's a few minutes uh or moments where you you're just kind of assessing like what do you need to do like yeah you know um and so it's it's uh you know for the rest of us civilians it's not an easy thing to kind of see and then jump into action with the right with with the right course of action off the bat you know yeah yeah. There's a lot of confusion. So, so we're just uh, really bringing yeah. this Groundhog Minute down, down. Oh, no. I do, I can do one <laughs> no, more. he was saved. He was saved. <laughs> I got one more story. I almost, yeah. Yeah, I almost took myself out on cheese. I got two, oh, two overzealous eating a Panzerati ones. And so... <laughs> Ate it, and well, you, so, don't, you don't hear that every day. Yeah, and so like I'm in, I'm just in my apartment, and yeah, like the you know the cheese is going down your throat, and then you realize like all there's all this cheese that's still connected up through uh, your mouth through yeah. the Panzerati, oh, and it hits you. You go. Oh no! Like my esophagus and airways <laughs> oh, no. are gonna like not get cleared by the cheese, and I never like I never like thought more about like focused everything into my like my teeth and my tongue about trying to come on. We gotta chop cheese and get it down now. Chop it, go, go, go. everybody, just get the cheese down, bro. Go now. Don't think, oh, chew. chew. Yeah, you can, you're not gonna pull it back up again. That's no, the- <laughs> but it was like I got that feeling, and I was like a feeling I never had before. It was just like your whole throat's going like. What are we doing here, man? Yeah, let's get it together. Everybody <laughs> work together. Back up. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, it's it's scary. Yeah, um, yeah I've only, uh, you know, been in a uh, potentially where, you know, where something could have gone life-threatening. And there's that, uh, you know, that panic and that just sitting in the back of your head where it's just like, this could go real bad. Uh, but you can't let that in because then you're just flailing, you're flailing around with no solution. So yeah. it's that quick mode of thinking of like, what do we need to do next? It's a chew, swallow, chew, swallow, you know, like yeah. uh, where you normally don't have to think about it. I, yeah. I might add, too, that Phil is not doing it properly here. He's basically grabbing <laughs> ah, his right. brother right around the belly button. And he yeah. does like two pumps. And then, you know, you got to get up there under the sternum, you know, just mm. so, you know, you make your you make your you put your thumb and then you That's use right. your other hand to push the fist up under right up under the sternum there but you know i'm sure buster wanted to help him out since they're brothers in real life and <laughs> like, no you're tra- you're trying to you're trying to uh, hit the uh, uh the the solar plexus and the uh, the diaphragm right because that, right, that forces right. the uh the air out and uh yeah and also it's than, not you would think that nunchuck guy would have known how to do it and he would have already <laughs> well like i said it's it's uh that's the other thing before you know phil's in there and, and working and and before people realize what's even happening you know i guess you know the wife is mm-hmm. but uh, i love the background uh the chatter i listened to that a few times it's like you know what do we do do we call a lawyer <laughs> yeah. like, right. an ambulance was, a yeah. lawyer a doctor yeah anything yeah anything uh, yeah. um you know maybe call that one one yeah, you gotta wonder uh, sometimes if uh, background actors, if the extras are ad libbing. Um, oh yeah, uh, I'm sure they're improvising. Yeah, a so. little. So it's kind of a funny, a funny line. The lawyer would be after everything else did not work. Yeah, I I do like the hectic <laughs> yeah. of, the, of the you know I guess the daughter, the daughter just running right in front of the camera, kind of like keeps that little the hecticness of it, just having just someone go, Foof, she's gonna yeah. yell and then just go get, yeah, gotta, gotta run to the kitchen, get a get to the phone. Yeah, uh, a lot of times, oh, um, yeah. uh, what I've noticed from uh, from from film shoots is that that'll be the f- assistant directors, like the first assistant director, will is uh, a lot of the times responsible for staging the background actors. You know, because the director can't, uh, the principal director can't, you know, uh, 
orchestrate everybody. So mm. they'll be in charge of placing people. And uh, here, you do this when this happens. You know, wait for this cue when you see, you know, Bill come in and he hits this mark. You guys do this. You know, and then the director, if it if it looks good to him through the uh, viewfinder uh, or the monitor, then, like, they're okay with it. But um, just depends. But, you know, so you w- always wonder, like, who's ad-libbing what and, you know, what line ends up there. And, uh, and then another thing that's um, kind of a background uh, uh, thing I've heard before from sound recordists, in, and it's kind of a funny fluke of um, of actors, is that if you get a line in a movie, well, th- then, I don't know, Scott might know the rules better now, but uh, you would get your SAG card, which is your Screen Actors Guild union card, or at least apply for it. And so a lot of times background actors are told, you know, you do your party walla, they call it, like, you know, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, you know, so it looks like you're talking, but not really saying any dialogue that's going to end up. And then I've heard from, uh, like, sound loop recordists saying, like, an actor will just kind of jump over, you know, position themselves under the boom mic and try and sneak a line in <laughs> so <laughs> so they can get their car, their SAG card. And he goes like, no, I, I cut those people out immediately. <laughs> you're not, yeah, getting, you're not, you're get not getting cut. your card. Yeah, well, you're not getting I, your you card know, off I, this. I used to edit TV commercials, and they don't get lines either because then they're going to get all these residuals. And they would try that then as well. And if you think mm. that the ad agency is going to let that slip by, it's like yeah. you're not going to utter the golden line that's going to change the commercial and then and <laughs> yeah. turn you from an extra into a headliner. <laughs> well, that's why I call bread rolls. <laughs> yeah. Mmm, <laughs> yeah. this rye is delicious. Yeah, it's uh, it's not going to work. So uh, a, a note to all you folks out there uh, trying to be uh, uh, background talent and extras in movies, just, just do what you're told. And <laughs> just... don't overact. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get asked back because uh, one thing I know is people do notice that stuff, you know, on, on casting agents because, uh, you know, you're more of a problem now. They're they're burning a thousand dollars a second over there and they don't need you yeah. goofing around. And the next time your name comes up, you're not going to get cast. Yeah. And 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 years from now, when that move that you were an extra in and you didn't act right in the background, you thought I got away with it. Us Movies by Minutes podcast. We're going to catch yeah. it. We're going to make fun of you. We're going to call you a fuckhead. Like, look, look at his dumbass in the back. Look at his face. He's looking right at the camera. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. We're going to call yeah. you out. We're going to call you out. You know, uh, SNL has – my wife used to work at Saturday Night Live, and they have uh, every now – every time – I don't know if they're still doing this because I haven't watched it in a few years, but whenever they would show the back hallway leading up to 8H where yeah. you know the host would come walking down the hall or there was a bit happening or whatever – you always see the extras, and it's the same ones, and it has been for 40 years. At least it was it, up until the 40th anniversary. I know. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but it would mm-hmm. be a couple of showgirls, uh, yep, like yep. chorus line type show, and then Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln yep, yeah. yep. And, and, and oh, wow. An animal. I feel like it was a camel or something. A camel? Camp out. Yep. Yeah. I was just about to say yeah. camel. Yep. So anytime you're watching SNL and you see that hallway scene, you got to look for those extras back there. It's been that way for decades. Oh, wow. But yeah, he also, but... here's the funny thing about him is like, if anybody was overacting in a sketch, like during dress rehearsal, he would just be like, would they, get them out of there, you know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, they're doing? gone. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're, just, they're gone. He's not going to err. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good impression. I like that. Well, I was around him a long time. I'll tell you, but the, the, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know, but you know, Dr. Evil is a Lauren impression. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. 
yeah. So if you put it all together, it's like, <laughs> yep, makes total sense. Throw That's, me a uh... freaking bone, people. That's like something you might say. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking about him. Sorry. No, you shouldn't like because uh, yeah, you just ruined any chances we had of ending up on Broadway video for yeah, any, well... any project. Well, but they they didn't need yeah you know, that wouldn't have done it, but uh, certainly not helping. Uh, no, I I was uh, you're talking about people analyzing stuff, and certainly my favorite movies, which is you know kind of why I like this uh, this format here uh, of a show, is that uh, you know I've watched uh, Terminator Terminator Two like uh, maybe a hundred times in just different scenes, and one of my favorite, of course, is the assault on like the office building. Movies. Yeah, I just, you know what? It's just it's the way they're orchestrated. Like James Cameron did a great job when yeah, uh, uh, you know when he's got the minigun and shooting out the you know it's like no casualties and yeah. uh, and so he uh, was it oh the first wave of like SWAT officers breach the uh, I think the lobby and he comes out and he just starts shooting everybody Arnold does in the in the leg because he he wants to put them down but he de- you know demobilize them but not kill them or you know hurt them too bad. And one guy falls down, and, he, and you just hear the die like, "Ow, my leg! It it hurts." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that that could have been said by an officer, I think. But then again, it's like these guys are tough and SWAT officers. Would he be like, "Ow, oh, the pain"? Yeah. yeah so, uh, no, but so it like, just sticks out. <laughs> that's the hilarious. That's one of the funny jokes in Die Hard when the when the supposedly like really poorly undertrained SWAT team is approaching the lobby, and the guy yeah. bumps into the thorny bush, and he's like, "Ow." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. just foreshadowing for what's going to happen to them when they attack Hans. <laughs> yes, right, right. Yeah. So I want to let's let's, let's we, we we finished dinner. Let's head to the Pennsylvania Hotel for drinks. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, well, before we before oh, yeah? we move on, okay. I just want to quickly touch on kind of just put a ribbon on the last few minutes and and this part of of Phil's day. Okay. Sure. Because it just makes me think. I, I in general, I kind of t- I, I take a philosophical but atheist view of of the movie and, and Phil's journey in that. Mm. Um, you know, this isn't a Scrooge type situation or, or Christmas Carol. There isn't a ghost or a messenger of God that kind of tells right, right. Phil what to do. He's just kind of figuring out on his own. But what if it, it, it feels like, at least to me, that what he's kind of what he's arrived at, where the destination that Phil has reached. Uh, fits into the the tradition of the Benedictine monks mm. and and Saint Benedict, and I think of of their tradition of uh, pray and work, mm-hmm. uh, or, or as they in, in Latin it's ora et labora, and and kind of they're they're different. Where usually cloisters, monks and nuns and and, and other people, uh, kind of religious orders, there's always a lot of work involved and. Like my impression is, a lot of that comes from sort of the the idea that the um, idle hands are the devil's playthings kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 a lot of work just to keep people busy, to keep them out of trouble, keep them off the street kind of thing. Whereas, kind of that that Benedictine tradition, the the work is almost on par with prayer. That it becomes a sacred thing. That just doing and not even necessarily good deeds but just being productive and doing work is you know can be in and of itself um a a religious experience or a holy experience an expression of of faith and i think that's what we we've reached a little bit of that in in phil that 
And and we've we've noted the range of actions that we were just finishing up a scene where it looks like he's saving a man's life Mm. versus uh, saving a child from not a fatal situation, but something that that's painful to the old woman, old women in the car where he's really just saving them from inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's so it, it, it can't be or at least it seems to me it's not about the people that he's helping. Because some people, it's a little bit of help. Some people, it's a great help. Right. It's about it's about Phil and what he's doing, and and you know he's keeping busy and he's he's doing this work um, as sort of a. I mean, it could be a penance, uh, you know, or it could mm-hmm. just be you know be productive, do something with your life, with your your many lives. Yeah, there's certainly a theme of repetition, of course, uh, with all this. Like you're saying about you know that's what makes me think of uh, of the monk's routine you know where you you go out and you rake the garden you do the same kind of things over and over and it's not the importance of i mean it has to be done these are you know just to keep the place going and clean and all that but it's the uh there's something kind of meditative in the repetition of it of doing the same thing every day and it's it's just kind of a very you know you start at five in the morning and it's really not so much that you're not trying to build a new thing or a new, you know, a- a abbey or new cloisters and all that. It's the maintaining of the order. And that's what keeps you on, you know, the path of the straight and narrow. And and with Phil, it's like, yeah, some of these some of these things are, are big things where he, you know, he saves the kid out of the, you know, falling out of the tree. He saves, uh, you know, somebody from choking. Mm-hmm. But a flat tire, you know, we've talked about this before. Is, is it's not a huge deal, but it's a nice convenient. You know, it's it's a nice gesture for somebody, like lighting the cigarette. Certainly not going to help their health, but yeah. uh, but it's the repetition of doing all these nice things. In and there's worth in that. You know, keeping him, um, you know, uh, doing the right thing. I was thinking about we we talked about this in earlier minutes, but I I kind of feel like maybe. Like like saving Buster's life is like maybe that's that is the key that was like the pin right then and there right to him going to the next day because we don't know maybe he did save Buster and he repeated day I don't know but I sometimes I keep thinking between Buster and the hotel I wish we got to see him put that that deleted scene Sean we talked about about him putting the poem on the the old man yeah I kind of yeah. I kind of wish we wrapped up. Like, that would be the last thing, and then he moves to the hotel. Right, you know? right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the, uh, you know, you're heading towards the end of the day there, but in, at least in that scene. Uh, but what's interesting is that you, you see this a lot in other, like, time paradox-themed movies, where it's usually, though, you're trying to save somebody, and you you're trying to alter the course of destiny, and you, you get there, and you, you don't save them. Or you do, and then something else kills them. You know, so it's speaking to fate of all these other characters of, of like, yeah, you could try and alter uh, time and, and, and get in there and do something that saves this person. But ultimately, that's not their fate. Their fate was to, you know, expire in that action. And no matter what you do, something else is going to get them. Uh, but it's kind of the reverse here. He's, you know, he, you know, he's going to be saving people but like you said if he wasn't there would somebody else have saved him from choking yeah you know uh so it doesn't and it kind of i guess in this film it doesn't matter it's just that he's learning that he he needs to do more decent things for other people and you know that don't necessarily benefit him yeah 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 
right, so Sean, can we go for right. a- can we go for after dinner drinks now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, so yes. let's let's head to the bar for uh, for drinks and uh, see what our pal Larry's up to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what what all right. So we can talk about how Larry how how what was Larry's approach? Did he just walk down the stairs, see her, you know, saddle up, get a beer, and say like, "Long work day, huh?" And then you know, get to the cameraman thing. Uh, yeah. Because, like, I, what I, like, second 55, his hand, his hand goes behind, and I'm like, there's no backrest to these chairs. Is he already doing <laughs> yeah. a back touch? Like, whoa, Larry, way too fast, way too far, buddy. Oh, everyone's wearing thick sweaters. You know, so <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 he can get a caress in without uh, too much notice. And and, and and Nancy's drinking the uh, Pennsylvania Hotel Special, which is ah, a yeah. glass of murky water. Yeah, <laughs> some kind of highball. Yes, yeah. exactly. Fishing that out. One thing I noticed about her is that I, I think, uh, you know, I couldn't remember uh, years ago how she reacted to to Larry, but it was interesting seeing her again. Now she's. I was expecting. I think for the joke, you know, usually you get the she'll turn her head and you get the eye roll, like oh this guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's not. I mean, she's not totally. You know. Uh, uh, charmed by whatever the, he's saying but she's also not totally dismissive either she just kind of nod nodding her head like yeah i guess so you yeah. know um i mean it's it's not I, the rap isn't working with with her totally uh she's not totally enamored but uh again yeah she's not totally uh brushing him off either yeah she does seem content to like uh, you know all right i guess listening to this guy talk about his you know, camera and, and stuff is better than sitting alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, yeah. also you got to realize, you know, these people coming into town, it's it's that small town thing where it's it's a little bit of excitement. They're, you know, they're from mm-hmm. another town. It's a bigger city. Uh, it's an unusual job. You don't, you know, um, and uh, most people are interested in how TV works and, and, uh, and film. And so, you know, I, I just, again, being in town on different uh, events and stuff, you know, when you start, talking to people you know they're asking uh, you know well, what are you doing in town here what are you guys working on and you know they're generally kind of interested in, in hearing uh um what you got to say even you know the stuff i wasn't working on was all that exciting it's like a lot of corporate stuff but they're like oh yeah you're doing a you know you, you got some vintage cars here and so you know they're they're just you know they're trying to look for any kind of something to talk about that isn't their usual day you know because they got monotony too you know yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going through so yeah she's uh she's just kind of uh um, she's not attracted to Larry, obviously it didn't seem like, but she's, uh, but she's not, you know, she's not opposed to hearing what he's got to say, his, his philosophical musings about, about being a, a, a news cameraman, you know, cause there's an art to it. So, uh, um, you know, oh, I'm I, sure there is. Yeah. I've, I've known guys that, uh, have done, um, uh, you know, what they call ENG or electronic news gathering, uh, video shooting and. There's a lot going on. You guys had talked about that earlier. You know, I think when they, when he's loading up the uh, the van and he's he's also driving, he's responsible for a lot of the, the logistics of oh, of the shoot. Guy. Yeah, it's a <laughs> well, there's a there's a lot. I mean, I've I, I thought about it at once. Uh, you know, right out of college, like I don't know, that might be kind of fun. You know, you're you're there with the action and the blood. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> yeah. it's dangerous. Between, I mean. Between. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, it's you know, there's a lot of monotony too. It's like any kind of, um, you know, it's like being a fire, a fire uh, fighter or a police officer. You know, there's a lot of boredom filled with, <laughs> and then tremendous action. Uh, you know, for yeah. for a few minutes, and and that's what keeps you uh, excited and engaged. But uh, 
you know, again, these guys, it's a different kind of thing because you got to just run and gun and, uh, as they say, and, and, and grab the story. But, uh, there's so much other, you know, you got to know how the satellite links work and it's a lot of technical stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that, you know, there's, there's your focus and lighting and composition and, and yeah, yeah, it's more than just holding a camera and pointing it at stuff. Yeah. And I, and absolutely, I think, you know, it's a comment on, all the guff that he gets from Phil of like, you're just a lackey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the talent. You, you just need to point and shoot and make sure I, you know, it's a good take. And, and I think to me, that scene also points out like, you know, it's a little bit, it's a shade of Larry. It's like, you know, no, this is, you know, what I do is like, it's important. You know, I, I'm responsible for a lot. It's a, you can be artistic, you know, and, and uh, no matter what Phil would say, you know, because um, if Phil, the old Phil, were sitting there, he'd be like, no, "Don't listen to this guy." You know, just mm-hmm. he's <laughs> yeah. a camera holding monkey. He just presses a button, and I do all the, uh, you know, I, I'm the one who shines here. To, you know, <laughs> pay no attention to that guy. Um, so he's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of like tooting his own horn there. I just completely disagree with you about. Ah, that. okay. Let's <laughs> all right now. Let's hear it. now. You know, the later parts of these uh, episodes, that's when uh, the fireworks are starting here. Let's <laughs> let's hear what you got. Uh, well, I agree with you about the difficulty of that gig, but I do not think mm-hmm. that he is to be perceived as being particularly good at it. And I think he is just trying ah. to, he's just trying to get into her pants and he's just saying whatever <laughs> he can to try and impress her. Although in terms of well, his personal career, he phones sure. it in, uh, and that's the second time I've used phoning it in today, I think, but, uh, uh he phones uh-huh. it in. He's just, he does not have respect for his own craft. He just is, he's going He's the flotsam of life. He landed as a as a wow. news cameraman for a small town station, and he does the bare minimum to get by, and he's trying to use that to get some action with uh, the poor woman who was cast as the town floozy. <laughs> well, that's mighty harsh, my Ooh. friend. Well, uh, I'm, I'm kind, of a, kind of a steep assessment. <laughs> well, wait, or, no, I, I, I will say I, I would agree, uh, and and maybe uh, uh, you know, Dave and Sean here can uh, enlighten us a little. I he comes from San Diego, which is you know, obviously a bigger market. Is there some inclination that he screwed up or he got fired, and and now he's in a smaller market, and or he's just not that good, and that's why he's there. Yes, or that's why he's he, there. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're portraying. I think they want you to perceive. I think the way he's written and the way he's performing it as some is as uh, as being, you know, sort of an incompetent lackey. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mean, in an earlier minute, that's what I, he does in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, we now you're we now you're insulting sure. Chris Elliott. First. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chris Elliott's yeah. a funny. No, no, no. Comedian. I'm not. He does it to be funny, and he's excellent at it. I mean, okay. he's on Letterman. He puts on the Velcro suit. He comes in in a Whatever you know, I mean that's his thing right. is being. Oh, uh, that's he's playing a part. That's how he. Yeah. That, you know, so I don't. Yeah. I think to watch this scene that he's playing for comedy and take it as a serious comment on how hard it is to be a news cameraman. Right. Is, it's the big difference between me and Forrest and yeah. how we. Well, see, no, no. I'll I'll, I'll give you this. I, I. Yeah. No, I'll I'll agree with you though, uh, because I think that is. Um, that's how it's laid out. You don't get the backstory on him, but I do believe in the uh, in in the unseen backstory. There's a reason that he left San Diego, or yeah, maybe he got laid off or got fired. Uh, you know, so he's not a a list talent. He's not winning any uh, you know Edward R. Murrow awards. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, he seems I, he's competent enough. That's that's the the feeling I get. He's not bumbling competent with the equipment. Enough. 
Well, to, you know, look, it's he's uh, he knows what he's doing uh, to certainly get work, and he's he's holding that job. He's not, uh, but he, but again, yeah, maybe he's not. Is he the best guy out there? Probably not, and that's why. Uh, and you don't know why he moved. Uh, you know what his personal uh, story is. Uh, you know that he ended up there, but he's he's kind of accepted his his lot See? there. You know. I mean, what this really shows for it is how sweet a guy you are, how you're willing to give oh. everybody the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm being cynical no, no. And, uh, and mean. I'll, but, no, uh, it's usually, I'll tell you guys, it's usually the opposite. I'm uh, Scott's the champion of, uh, of people like, you don't know what his story is. You know, it's yeah. It's like, you don't know what it is. Why are you bag? I don't bag on people. Generally, but hey, it's I like, hauled one of these cameras around for two years yeah. in the filming in, in an actually a lower rung job filming houses for a real estate company. <laughs> oh, I, really? I didn't even know that. Wow. It was like a $40,000 beta camp. What the guy told me every time before I went to leave was, um, uh, I don't care which houses you visit or whatever, yeah. but you should just come back with that camera and have it be working and not scratched. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that I can understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think, uh, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I think he's, um, yeah, he he's not stellar, but also, uh, you know, he's not a total boob. He's just he's just trying to he's trying to niche out a little bit of um, recognition for himself and uh, and use it on Nancy. Hopefully, uh, ultimately trying to get somewhere because uh, he does seem lonely. Uh, yeah. You know, like you don't get a sense that he's you know I don't think he has a family or a girlfriend. I think that's it for him well, he, in, in this they're gig. They're portraying him as a loser, and that's how he's yeah. playing it. He's playing right. a loser for comedy. Yeah. Right. But he's also he's also not, you know, and but what you would expect maybe is that, you know, in an, in another scenario, he'd be hitting on Andy McDowell, which mm-hmm. he's not. He's kind of maybe shielding or agreeing with her in that, you know, Phil's a bit of a creep, you know, just yeah. Yeah. he's a bit of a lech. And and he's he's not also trying to uh, to to muscle in on Andy McDowell. He's. <laughs> You know, he's respectful to her, you know, and, and kind mm-hmm. of uh, seeing her side. So he's you make uh, an excellent point. Actually, I forgot about that, because in the other scenes in the movie, he's he's critical of Phil's morality, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I should give yeah. him a little more benefit there. Maybe <laughs> I thank you. So thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think I would agree with Forrest for like 90 percent of the film. I find Larry fine. OK, maybe. He, yeah, you're right. He's not an award winning cameraman. But I think he's a fine blue collar guy in the early nineties. Yeah. But right. it, but yeah, like right here we start we hit like we hit like the Maginot line and <laughs> and like yeah, the next following minutes I'm I know I'm gonna have a problem with Larry and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> I can't but I yeah. don't, and I I don't I don't think I don't think of Larry as a loser. I don't know if that's fair. I mean he's a bit of a maybe well, no, dork. I'm- is yeah, a better yeah. word? He's a dork yeah. until the ne- until our future mentor he becomes a creep. That's the short of right. it. And mm-hmm. for the rest I mean, of this film, he goes yeah. from dork to creep. Right. Yeah, but yeah. He, I mean he's not cool or suave. No. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, loser just seems a little harsh. Yeah, maybe you're right. That's probably a harsh. <laughs> but he earns that's the thing. He earns a creep. And I think you're right. She she she's she knows this town a lot. She knows all the like the people of this town. So yeah. you're right, new people blow in. You're right. She's not she's not eye rolling him. But she's given him. She's given him a minute at the yeah. bar while she plays with her maraschino cherry. And yeah. Yeah. but that's the thing. He tries to take the mile, and yeah. and obviously that's his the first one of the first uh, first times he messes up is like he wants to see the back of my fan. No, she does not. <laughs> she just wants to enjoy her her drink and yeah. the party. 
So, right. you know, as I said, that's future mints. I'm going to have more aggravation than the thing I could do about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, it's coming. But All right. Yeah. So be, before. Exactly. Before, yeah. Well, save, get, save save Creepy yep, Larry yep. for, um, I think it's like the next minute or two oh, um, yeah. when, when that'll come up. <laughs> wow. He's I steamed up. I got to get up. I just got a little pace in it. Yeah. I, <laughs> All right. So we don't, we don't want to. Yeah. Oh, we remember, don't want to push, yeah. push Dave's buttons. No, on but remember stuff. though, it's also it's another time. It's slightly, you know, it's ninety. It's the nineties, uh, early nineties. <laughs> so swing in nineties. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, will recognize this creep. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah. You saw more of that. I mean, look, you know, from the the times that are going on now, it yeah. doesn't stop. But there's a lot more awareness now. And it doesn't justify anything he's doing. It's just that uh, you, pro- you probably saw a lot more of that at a hotel bar. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It still goes on. But, you know, uh, yeah, it's like it's unfortunate that um, um, Creepy Larry is uh, he doesn't maintain his his neutral, decent level. You know, it's just it's, he's had a few drinks in him now. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and as far as uh, Nancy goes, it's like there's no one else sitting there. You know, uh, he's not muscling in on some other dude. Um, C blocking him, I believe, is the the term. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No. No. I. Uh, it. It creeps me out to hear it. So. <laughs> I gotta say it either. But it's. Uh, yeah. It just. It could go uh, different ways. But again, the focus is is Phil. You know, the whole movie's about yes. his mm-hmm. his evolution uh, from from creepy guy and maybe you know jesus we've seen in the news too it's like it's it's the guy that uh who thinks he's entitled to that because he's on camera you know or he's he's self-important and you know and unfortunately that probably works sometimes uh because he is you know he's he's somewhat famous and uh you know taking taking that mile when he when he shouldn't so but that's yeah. So we but we've left. That's the thing. And that and that scene when it when it starts them back at the hotel, we're now starting starting to have a good feeling about Phil. Yes. You know that's that's where I see the script taking it. Uh, you know that that pivot point, or I guess I don't know if it's an act. You guys would have studied the the script a lot better than we have, I think. But um, I don't know what if that's a different act. Uh, you could say or or an act break point. I guess mm-hmm. I think I, yeah. I mean I would say I would say like the third act is probably. After Rita had the sleepover with him, and he kind of wakes up with that second wind. Ah, uh, I feel uh-huh. like that's the third act. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like yeah. almost as low as point when he's like, "I'm a god, but I'm miserable," and this right, and that. Right, right. And then she does a sleepover with him, and kind of like tell you sees the benefit of it. And then yeah, third act we start to see the rise of the better Phil. Yes. So okay. We're, we're rewarded now. We're back at the hotel, and we haven't been here for the Groundhog Ball since. I don't know, minute 10. Like, it's been very yeah. early in the movie. We were at the ball, and he was right. very dismissive of the whole atmosphere. He's like, I'm going to get my – I got my crappy drink here that I don't like. I'm going to go home, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to read Hustler. You know? Yeah, in so, the tub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, just uh, – yeah, I, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but just imagine how, uh, you know, it, this movie would be rejected if you didn't see him be a decent person, you know. Um, you could still have the message where you know that's what he should have been doing, but he didn't. And you you need that, I think, as a viewer. Uh, you need to see um, you need to see some progression. You got to you got to feel better about this guy at some point. Mm. Yeah, because uh, really, like I think the only other, I mean, I, I, people talk about Ghostbusters how Venkman really doesn't evolve. He kind of evolves a little right. bit in the second one. But he's right. always kind of being a smart aleck creepiness, yeah. but it's like, yeah. ah, you Bill Murray, son of a gun, like, I like you, 
you, you say some really dirty stuff sometimes, but I like it. That's what Venkman's <laughs> like. Venkman doesn't really improve. Yeah. He just kind of like, you know, saves a day, then Dana puts up with him. That's kind of like how the movie right. ends. Right. Yeah. He, no, and I think for the the comedy stylings of that film, he's got to maintain that because that's the other thing is that you become less funny. Uh you know, the more of a goody two shoes you are, especially if you, you know, if you start out as a smart aleck, you know, yeah. you got to be, you got to be insulting. It's just, I just, I just saw a clip like an hour ago where I it was that Scott would know this, the scene where he goes, uh, you're, you're sleeping with it, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> he's talking, uh, what's he no, talking about? Oh, the, the relic. I think it's that relic. Oh, uh, the relic. Yeah. 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 Is that, you're, you're sleeping. You know, it's always got to turn to the. <laughs> <laughs> you know the crass and the you know the the crass sexual comment, um, but that's what you're you know we're expecting that I I want that to pay off. So um, I mean that's all right. So that's my notes for the minute. We're wrapping yeah. up. We're, mm-hmm. we're back at the bar now for for some night drinks and soon to be festivities. So anything else you guys w- want to tell us uh, about the eight, minute four or anything else with Groundhog Day? Please. Uh, I well I'll go first here. I think it's just. Uh, I think it's a well-structured film and, you know, you guys have certainly talked about the other drafts and, uh, and, uh, uh, the, you know, Reitman's involvement in it. And, uh, I think what you end up with is a, as a, you know, a really well kind of, you know, for a Hollywood comedy, um, straightforward, it's, it's pretty well crafted, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, it's also well cast. It's, it's, uh, I, you know, it's one of those films where I can't see anybody else in those roles now. I mean, that's just a feature of, uh, seeing it you know so many times and you're used to the people in it but like i i think it i think it fits maybe you'd see annie mcdowell you know another uh another actress in as annie mcdowell's character but definitely this is a bill murray film yeah it is hard to oh, see yeah. someone else to yeah. play that this this role yeah i think for um, yeah and i do think that was a key moment in production when they yeah you know ramus said this is the guy we got to get and they got him. Oh, sorry, Ramus. Yeah, I, I said Reitman yeah, earlier. Reitman. I meant uh, no. I meant uh, <laughs> Harold Ramus. Harold yeah. Ramus. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I think he. You know, he knew what he wanted. He knew where, where this should go, and and it, and it went there. It's. Uh, you know, that's why it's a classic uh, and has endured. Uh, I mean, you know, it's aged a little, but that's just the. I think the time period you're mm-hmm. watching, um, and you know, the currentness of it. But uh, it's pretty well done. And as far as the minute goes. Yeah, you can. There, you know that it's all. It's what we called a trailer uh, parlance, or at least I did. Is that you know it's a plug and play. You could have stuck in a bunch of other things for a montage, other other acts he's doing, and uh, and maybe they would have been uh, more poignant or or had more meaning to it. But uh, but it does pretty well, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he could have yeah, he, yeah, instead yeah. of jacking the the car up, and maybe it, it was kind of silly or whatever. Maybe there could have been a funnier thing, but. Uh, it all the minute flows pretty well, I thought. Yeah, I agree. All right, all right. Well, so uh, Scott and Forrest, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, once again, if our if our listeners want to find uh, find you, where can they where can they learn and hear more about astonishing legends? Well, Scott, isn't there another? Uh, aren't we on another platform? <laughs> or am I just imagining that? Which one? Well, oh, I thought. On- yeah. No, go you, ahead. You uh no, I uh, YouTube, I don't know if we're uh uh because I you know somebody just reminded me. You know, I think that's the it's like the second largest search engine 
technically uh people mm. go to search yeah. so we have nothing there uh but i think we have yeah. we have some regular shows on there so you can you can find us there i think we, we not, kind of forget yeah, to mention that, that that's not why that you wouldn't want to lead with youtube if people are no i'm not sorry the, yeah, I, yeah. are not there they're where they, <laughs> they're itunes stitcher uh anywhere you get your podcasts and, or you can just ask any one of the uh, 50 devices sitting around you right now that are all listening to you and waiting to hear what you have. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, maybe that's play astonishing yeah. legends. Yeah. Your Alexa or your Google speaker or your Siri or, uh, your TV that you bought and didn't even realize listens to you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> what I was thinking of. Sorry. I, yeah, I to- totally yeah. derailed that. Uh, I, yeah. I led with the, um, not so uh, the place great we're not thing. really at. Yeah, right. But you know, maybe one day. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing some goofy videos, putting them up there. You know, <laughs> under our, under our label. Yeah, he's yeah. just the more content, the better. That no, that's what I was thinking. Uh, people nowadays, um, with all these uh, smart speaker devices, uh, you could say uh, play astonishing legends, and I think it plays just the last episode. But um, yeah. more people are doing it. It's gaining popularity. Cool. Yep. It's the wave yep. of the future. All right, great, and. Uh, yeah, so basically just just walk around saying play astonishing legends. Yeah. There you go. And, and eventually, eventually something will start playing. Yeah, yeah, the microwave, you never uh, know. Oh, uh, well, here's another tidbit just because people ask us a lot. Uh, you know, if you're interested in checking out Astonishing Legends, you know, what do we start with? And I, I would say, I don't know, go to one uh, you know, page like iTunes or uh, or a Google Play and look at the list of things and then pick uh a subject that your that strikes your fancy that your your kind of piques your curiosity and start there and then if you if you don't hate it <laughs> listen to some more <laughs> yeah all right well thanks for having us on guys right. Yeah, hey, thanks so yeah. much. A oh. ton of fun. Oh, um, it's just great. It's just it's just it's a treat just talking about movies and nothing that we have to <laughs> write a, a thesis <laughs> about before we do it. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. So uh, that is it for us. We want to thank you all for listening. And we will see you tomorrow, if there is one. Make sure to chew your food, Sean, okay? <laughs> get get, get some, some sharper, sharper teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs>